This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Greetings, PTB Wrestling Network loyalists and fans. Welcome to this week's episode of Your Home for Everything Modern Day Wrestling, Place to Be Nation's main event. I am Scott Criscolo. Fun show this week. Uh, wrestling is, uh, I think, is back to being close to an all, I don't want to say an all-time high, but definitely one of the many things that I feel has uh, started to uh, thrive post major pandemic is professional wrestling because all of the um big promotions are cranking little promotions are cranking and we're here to give you all the info uh let me bring in uh my uh my compadre this evening uh he is actually doing us a a nice favor uh he is pinch hitting for the conscience of place B nation uh steve willie uh he is a regular contributor to the main event of course to uh, some other shows here on the network. He is an OG. Uh, I said it once before. I was blessed to finally meet him face to face in Dallas. And he uh, he is joining us tonight. If uh, Steve Willie is the sh- is the uh, conscience, this guy is the sheriff. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> the great Pete Schermacher. Hello, Pete. How's it going, everyone? How you doing, Scott? Great, Pete. Great. Uh, the Godfather, Nate Milton, will hopefully do his usual uh, tough enough run in in a little bit. Uh, hopefully he will be able to he'll join us a little bit later on. But uh, episodes like this, we usually just kind of go around the horn, have a little fun. The good thing about Pete is Pete goes to some uh, crazy, unusual shows. And I know there's one show you want to talk about tonight uh, that you went to over the past uh what was it, a couple weeks? Last weekend, was it? Yeah, it was last weekend. Just uh, actually like four days ago, Saturday. Uh, great. So we're going to talk about it. We, <laughs> whatever it is, what is it, Wednesday right now? Yeah. So yeah, so. like, yeah, five days ago. Um, Yeah, I went to a Lucha show. And I've been, uh, I've been a, a Observer Hall of Fame voter since 2019. And he's, I got to meet one guy who, actually the only wrestler I've actually voted into the Hall of Fame that I've met. Um, so I got to meet Negro Navarro there, who I voted for, into the uh, when he's in a trio, Mexican trio in Lucha of the Los Misionarios de la Muerta. And so I was so excited to meet him and watch him wrestle. He wrestled Solar in the semi-main event. And uh, what they're, they're called maestros now because they're both in their 60s and they work a very technical style. Uh, like catch a catch stand, can uh, working holds uh, pretty much all on the mat, little heel work there, and the, from the little bit here and there, but for the most part, it's like just straight up, just a wrestle move, counter move type stuff. And it was mm-hmm. such a treat. Um, and so I, I don't know if they saw me coming, uh, because it's I'm one, I'm the only white guy in the building, and huh. uh, um. You know, I, I'm talking to Navarro, and I bought, I bought a keychain. I brought all this stuff from the sign because Lucha guys, for the most part, don't like. If you go to wrestling shows uh, or to any of these things, most of them have like autographs to sell. Like they, they have pictures they sign. 
that's not a thing in Lucha. So I made up all my phone photos. I brought them over. So I had, I mean, I had Navarro. I think I legitimately signed three photos for me. And I bought a mask. And the guy was super cool. I had to find a, like a little 10-year-old girl. I actually talked to her father first. So I don't want you to think I was hitting on talking to all the 10-year-old girls first. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately talked to her father, who didn't understand English, but the daughter did, and was able. To, so we translated me and Navarro with her, and he's like, she's like, well, he says he'll wear the mask to the ring because I bought a mask from him, and uh, he'll wear it to the ring and then give it to you uh, when you come to ringside. I'm like, well, hell yeah, that'd be cool. So I bought a mask from the guy. He wore it into the ring, took it off, and I go, I go to the ring, and he gives it to me, and it's autographed and. Uh, it's just really cool. Um, just class act. I mean, you didn't have to speak the language, uh, but uh, we hit it off, and it was an honor to meet the guy, and uh, and it had a really fun show. Um, I always have fun shows at these Martinez Entertainment shows, and uh, and this was a it was a it was a total blast, man. Uh, him and I mean, it's Solar. I mean, I photo bought his mask, and uh, I got I got an autograph. I got, I got a dual photo of him and. Uh, Navarro autographed. It's you know, just it was fun. Uh, it's just all I gotta say. You know, uh, you again, you don't always have to speak the language, but if you you know if you give them respect, uh, they'll respect you back as a fan. And I, I really appreciated it. I agree. I, that's a great story. I I I felt that way. The short time that I was able to converse with uh, with uh, uh, La Rebellion. In our hotel uh, in Dallas, uh, the current NWA World Tag Team Champions, uh, who have a great match coming up on June 11th at uh, at the NWA pay per view. Always ready. Uh, they're taking on the they're taking on the British Commonwealth or what is it? The oh, Commonwealth. The Commonwealth. Okay, that. Yep, it's uh, 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 Dougie and uh, and uh, and uh, Mr. Smith. So and they had a great match at the Crockett Cup, right? Yes, they did. They had a killer match, and 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 they got the win. They moved on to the final, so they kind of uh, earned this title shot. So pretty great. Um, but my my but the point I was getting at was again very respectful. Although uh, uh, Mecca Wolf's English is actually not too bad, right? Uh, yeah, Bestia six six six, little right? Was it you that told me that his English is a little shaky, but. Yeah, um, it felt like he was more kayfabe to me, but and then at times he's like, it seemed like he didn't understand a word he was say, saying to me. But then all of a sudden uh, we had him reversing perfectly, so I'm just not sure. Just tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, but he was. They were very cool. Um, uh, so yeah, that uh, I I I'm hoping that the indie shows grow more and more, particularly here in my neck of the woods in the Northeast. Uh, I'm hoping. And Dr. G and I constantly uh, harangue this on uh, on the Saturday special um, is uh, uh, that the NWA starts moving around. You know, they kind of stay in the Tennessee, Kentucky area. And of course, they record in Atlanta. Um, so I would love to see them kind of move around a bit. I think they would get a good following. I mean, the, the, the deal they made with Fight TV is is killer and uh you know, the, the $50 all access deal, you get all the pay-per-views powers early, like all the great stuff. It's, I think it's a great deal for them. Um, I think, I think the Indies are going to be doing like a resurgence. I truly believe this with all the roster cuts that the WWE has made. 
it's just you're just putting more talent out there to be on be seen and stuff um i was watching an action wrestling show on iwtv and it was with uh the opening match was Anthony Henry, who was Asher Hale in WWE for a cup of coffee, versus Alex Shelley. And they, I legitimately thought, I thought they had would have had the third best match I saw all Mania week. Um, it was a blow-away match. I mean, I thought it was better than the uh, Alex Shelley-Mike Bailey match from Impact. I mean, it was uh, up there. It was a fantastic match. And I think this is something <clears throat> that we're going to see more and more of, because I think there's going to be... I think that we're going to see more fresh talent. We're going to see more matchups we want to see. AEW's highlighting people on their dark and and giving people chances, you know. And then 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 they have AEW mixing on the indies. I, I, all it is, I think, is it's got to help. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I I didn't. I, I got to be honest, Pete. I mean, I watched that Shelly Speedball uh, match live, and I. <laughs> That match was was uh, was out of this world. I mean, it was. Uh, it might have been the. I thought it was the best match of the weekend for me. And oh, there yeah. were a couple on that. There were a couple on that Impact show that night that were that were outrageous. Right. Um, you know. Uh, but in fact, I knew nothing about Mike Bailey until that show. <laughs> and yeah. And now I follow him on Twitter, and I, I I try to find his matches, and I'm showing people because Impact's uh, YouTube page has. Uh, the matches from that card, yeah. And I've been showing people that that speedball ma- that match with Shelly, and it's uh, it was just crazy, it was absolutely crazy. They were hitting the shit out of each other. It was outrageous. It was absolutely outrageous. But uh, uh, you know, obviously, you went to a ton of stuff that weekend. Um, which brings me to my first topic tonight. And I'm kind of glad that uh, and and I, I, hopefully Nate will be able to join us while we're having this conversation. But I kind of wanted to pick your brain, uh, Pete, because. Uh, it is well documented that you are not uh, the biggest uh, uh, WWE fan. Right. And uh, this past Sunday was uh, WrestleMania Backlash, uh, mostly rematches from Dallas. Uh, it was in Providence. Uh, a few of our crew went. I've heard uh, nothing Co- but good things about the show. Yeah, Cody beat uh, Rollins again. Apparently great match. Almost beat Lashley. And that's that. Uh, Edge AJ, right. Edge won again. Ronda actually finally won the SmackDown Women's title. She won the I, I Quit match with Charlotte. Match really good. Yeah, that was really good. Mad Cat Moss beat Happy Corbin. Nobody cares. And uh, the Bloodline uh, beat uh, Drew and RK Bro in a six-man tag. Uh, Roman pinned uh, Riddle. Um, I want to start by asking you, uh, obviously, you were a WWE fan because you were obviously you were, you were on one of the greatest podcasts in the history of ever back in the day. Um, Appreciate that. You, oh, that's, I mean, of course, uh, that, oh, God, I love that show. You and uh, Kelly and uh, John oh, the show is amazing. Um, uh, when did it, when did WWE kind of fall off the rails for you? Was it recent? Did you watch the attitude era? Like what happened to kind of change your, your flavor? Actually, it was when they finally gave Daniel Bryan his shot, and he—I mean—they they, you know, clearly course corrected and then moved him into the main event, and then they chopped his legs off. Then he got hurt, and then I'm like, okay. Then we're watching. The, I thought they were, I thought we got the goodwill was going going in the right direction, 
And I'm like, I'm fed up with them just pulling. The, I, I was almost like Charlie Brown and uh, Lucy with the football all the time. It's like, finally, it feels like they're, they're sending in a positive direction. And they're, they're doing stuff that I'm, I'm going to get behind. And then they move the football away. And I, I, I kick it and I whiff. It's, and then eventually, I mean, heck, okay. Then for me, the final straw was when Roman was going to win the Rumble. And Daniel Bryan had been gone forever because of injury. But then he came back, and they put him in the Rumble. And you're like, okay, if you're going to put him in the Rumble, why would you even bring him into the Rumble to take away from Roman's steam? Because people are getting behind Bryan no matter what. And then you make Bryan an also-ran and just ruined everything. At that point, it, I just, I've, been, I've just been sour on their booking and how they handle creating stars and... And 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 it's it's just so, uh, and it's just like and the comedy is just terrible and it, I just get disappointed in it. It's just what it boils down to. Even when they have a good match, a lot of times the the booking still sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a hate watcher. I mean, I have other things to do. I appreciate. I actually applaud that, uh, Pete. I'm not. Listen, I'm not a. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not a WWE lover. Well, listen, it was my. It was my uh, uh, my um, promotion when I was a kid growing up in Connecticut. Love Crockett, though, of course. Um, everybody thinks I am a AEW hate watcher, but like you, I don't have time to hate watch. Uh, yeah. Anything I watch, I, I enjoy. And I'm actually looking forward to a Double or Nothing. I have a feeling that's going to build to be a good show. I loved WrestleMania. I really did. Um. Now, obviously, uh, Pete, during the pandemic, uh, the, the the heat of the pandemic, uh, WWE was was not good. WWE was was in the stinker. the The quality of the cards was not good. The TV was just shit. Um, they seem to have, and then it was right in the middle of when AEW was just starting. So they it was a bad time for WWE to be bad because right. they, uh, you know, everybody just went to AEW and. Now, it almost seems like WWE is starting to maybe make a comeback. Maybe. Uh, The roster has never been better. I mean, this roster is amazing. I mean, the talent on this roster is second to none. The talent on AEW's roster is great. They have some holes. I still still don't like their women's division. I think their women's division is crap. And I love Thunder Rosa. Do not get me wrong. She's one of my NWA alums, and I, I love her to death. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair argument, though. Yeah, the, the women's division is, uh, but but they have some other strong suits. Their tag division is awesome because WWE doesn't treat their tags with any respect. But that that's that's been going on for thirty years. Yeah. Um, you get spike, you get spikes of that. Otherwise, tag belts are simply leapfrogs for singles storylines. Right. Um, but let me ask you though, in all honesty. WrestleMania was a pretty great show. The show on I didn't get I haven't watched this uh, this past Sunday show yet, but I plan to. But from what I've heard is this show actually was not was not that bad. It's actually the talent, the, the matches are getting better, things are starting to, you know, Cody being there, people got excited. Right. Do you feel Pete that what what would it take over the course of the next say year, say between now and next April in in when we're in Hollywood. Uh, 
what will it take for you to to maybe get back on the horse? Because you are, you know, what I'm saying like you you're just you're you are dialed into the indies. No one knows that the, that stuff. Maybe besides Ben, our good friend Ben Zani. Right. You guys, you guys are are amazing. Um, but is anything is there anything that could hook you back even a little bit? It's almost like it's almost sailed. So it's I, I mean honestly, it's I. There's like no one who I'm dying to see back. So I mean, I'd actually have to hear reports on like because I still stay, I still stay involved. Like, like listen to the Observer Radio or this or that, or I read my Observer, and I guess read. And I know it's different reading it and watching it are two different things. But I gotta see: are they trying to do something to build talent? Are they trying to? Is they're not doing fifty-fifty booking anymore? Are we doing this? Are we doing that? Um, I, I just gotta see them legitimately seems like they're trying to change the direction of how they promote wrestling in that company making their titles mean something that would help well that's a huge that's a huge thing with me and and dr g and i always talk about that on the on the saturday special um we always talk about titles meaning something I, i say it on purpose on the shows they will always be belts yes they're not champ they are championships but that's in the ethereal sense they're belts. They'll always be belts. And I remember uh, 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 Aaron Stevens, when he first, uh, when, when NWA first restarted last year, he purposely kept, because there was something on Twitter about Vince hating the word belt. So he said belts yeah. like five times in an interview. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, and now you have the NWA, and you've got, you got La Rebellion, uh, who are an amazing tag team champions. You've got Tyrus, who's not everybody's favorite guy, but he has held the, the TV belt for a while. Uh, since since the reboot, we've seen two, only two world title changes. That was Trevor Murdoch, who beat Aldis last year at NWA 73. And then, of course, Matt Cardona, who beat uh, Murdoch at the, the Power Trip taping. Um, and I think he's going to hold it probably through NWA 74. I don't know who will beat him then, if it'll be Aldis, if it's the Pope, I'm not sure. But they have done a great job uh, making those titles feel like there's something to attain. Uh, Camille has held the women's belt for over, almost, I'm pretty sure, a full year. If not, she's close. Um, I have to say, same thing with AEW. Uh, they've only had four world champions. Um, you know, they've, uh, the TNT belts kind of bounced around a little bit, Yeah, but, uh, uh, but that's okay. Uh, you know, the women's title hasn't changed much. I just haven't been crazy with the people that have had them. Um, the tags have been amazing. The tag division's amazing. So I agree with you. And I think the other problem is that the belts in WWE are nothing more than another marketing tool. For, for sure. I mean, why do you need two world champions? I don't, I mean, you don't. And why I do the belts mean, all have to look the same? That too. Yeah. I mean, no identity. Ugh. Yep. You know, uh, you know, the, the, of course there's the big rumor that, that if Cody Rhodes ever wins the, the, the world title, he's going to bring back the winged Eagle, which would be, be freaking great. That'd be um, awesome. Uh, uh, that might make me turn it back if that happens, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. You know? That would be pretty great. That would be pretty great. Um, 
the uh the other thing uh is making them really earn our trust again as fans uh because you're right a lot of uh a lot of you know misdirection on on storylines and such um i know that that a lot of the guys particularly punk and daniel bryan left for aew because they wanted to gig they wanted more blood yes Right now, Nick Khan and, and all, and you know, it's an entertainment company. So the days of, you know, ripping faces on cages is done in WWE. Although, uh, do we have any blood at WrestleMania? I'm trying to remember. Somebody got busted open. Was it Brock? Not sure. Somebody got busted open in, at, in Dallas. I don't remember who, though. But um, is that another problem? Like, regardless of the, of the, the, the talent, has WWE gotten like antiseptic? Like if they yeah, it, you know, they're very sterile. I mean, it's everything's the same. They shoot everything the same. Uh, every, I mean, I mean, every, I mean, my God, the the, the camera angle, the camera shaking. It's like you. I mean, my brother is. Uh, we, we wouldn't be able to handle it. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, it's like. Uh, and everything's shot the same. The the music plays and the other just signify a run in. It's like everything is so scripted and so sterile and and everything has beat by beat by beat by beat. It's like it's just too choreographed. It's it's almost like you're calling and trying to get for customer assistance and you get a script. And that's exactly what I feel like we're getting with the WWE product. It feels like it's a script. Mm. And and then on top of it, it's not even an organized script because it changes uh, 10 minutes before showtime or during the show. And, and so it has became a train wreck. I mean, how many times have they built to something and then just dropped it? I mean, just dropped it. What are your thoughts on AEW? I like it. I know I'm not a big lover of all the all the types of wrestling but i think they give you a variety of stuff on shows but i think sometimes they give you too much um where it's like there's just so much where they one i think the pay-per-views are too long because they seem like they're going like four hours on a regular basis uh so i think you're burning the crowd out you're burning me out at home for sure um a little too high spotty for my taste but I like the presentation way better where we we get more clean finishes. There'll be there's probably more oddball finishes in in a in a raw than you'll get in six months of AEW. I mean it's just a bigger difference. Um I like I like the promo style better in AEW. I like I like the way they protect people but don't protect people. I like how they elevate people. I also like how they're able to push people simultaneously. Uh, so you you have like a few different guys you can be you can, you can buy who's going to be the top guy. Like right now in WWE, I only believe it's Roman, maybe Cody coming, uh, and of course Brock at a point. But I mean in AEW, you can list off ten guys who legitimately could be the world champ at, at any given point, and that's not the case in in WWE. Mm. What about impact? 
I don't watch enough Impact to be able to uh, give it fair, be mm. fair on it. I uh, we talk a lot about Impact here on the show. Uh, Nate's, a, you know, Nate kind of got us started on it. Um, we've I've watched a couple shows. I have Impact. You know, we do of course the old TNA pay per view recaps. Right. Um. Uh, I like the roster. It seems like because here's a problem. There's only so many slots that the big two are going to have for people. Like yep. WWE guys, WWE, you know, is going to do this 90 day, you know, trial thing. And a lot of people will be released. But how big does Tony Khan want his roster to be? Like, you know, 7,000 guys and, and girls. I mean, yeah, it's too know. bloated right now. And then, yeah, I mean, at least he has ring of honor to feed him off to. But yeah, no, I think, uh, I've had people say, oh, why isn't so-and-so uh, with a contract? I go, one, they got to find a slot for him on the roster. I mean, just signing somebody and putting him on the roster, all it is is a waste of money. I mean, you're in the business to make money. And you, I mean, it wasn't, that's the thing. It wasn't that uh, WCW signed all these people to outrageous contracts. Yes, they did. But at one point, they were drawing money. But once they weren't drawing money, then it became a liability. Um you gotta, you gotta, at all. I mean, the, the thing is, uh, right now, there's so much talent. You can actually cipher off people, sit them. That's the one thing about AEW because they do have a lot of talent. Where the talent doesn't seem get doesn't get as stale as it is on uh, the WWE. Um, uh, that's another problem. I mean, because I mean, like Dolph Ziggler's a good worker. That guy's stale. Uh, as stale as it can get. Right. And uh, right means nothing at this point. I mean. You have a, a Gable, who's a good, really good worker. No one gives a shit about him. I mean, that's the whole entire thing. The work rate is, I think, is important, uh, but I also think it's overrated in the sense because uh, I think uh, being a good worker is a dime a dozen in this wrestling business nowadays. Because um, there's so many good workers, you got to have something. You got to bring something more than table being than being able to work. Right. I agree with you. Dr. G and I talk about that a lot as well. And we I've talked about that on past shows. Um, you know, you being a good worker, being a good in-ring guy means nothing. Like it means nothing. If you can't, you could be just a good worker and that be it. Like you, um, gotta connect. yeah, you got to connect. And I think that's the problem. I thought this way to, to you know, feel free to disagree with me, but I, I feel like <clears throat> a lot of the indie guys, over the last several years struggle to connect with an audience because when you're in an indie wrestling promotion and you have no TV and all you're doing is showing up in a gym or a whatever uh, and wrestling and leaving, maybe you're connecting with the fans like you, like you were talking about at your show, you know, afterwards with autographs and talking to them and stuff. But if they're not connecting creatively, if there's not an outlet for them, and then they show up in AEW or they show up in Impact or, you know, show up in NXT or whatever. And then they just can't put two sentences together because they've not been trained on the creative side of it because everybody thinks, oh, we're just going to train with another Hulk Hogan. Five moves and great promos. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's that's not the case. You ha There's a complete – that's why when we did our GWWE list, a lot of people have Daniel Bryan very high. Some people had him very low because – some people feel that early on he didn't connect. He obviously did in the end, but yes. 
and there's other guys that that are, that, that are in that that stigma. Do you think that that was a problem? Maybe in the middle 2010s that you had these indie promotions that didn't have an outlet creatively to cultivate a lot of these great indie guys to do more than just wrestle. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, promos, that's not something they do on, uh, on, unless you have television, you don't, and they don't, most of them don't. I mean, you'll get a little bit of a promo here or there, but for the most part, they don't have to carry it with promo, so it's all about the action. It's like, and you know, it's not a month, it's not a week to week type of thing. So I mean, yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with there. But with each style, there's different things. Like you know, like Lucha actually plays more to the crowd, so they learn how to connect to the crowd because they're connecting because they do stuff. Uh, like I saw on the main event, I think I saw Mosca, uh, Anu 2000. The guy must be 65 years old, right? Right. And, and he's working a tag match, and they had, and he's working against Phantasma, whose his sons are teaming together in in mm. NXT or in WWE now, right now. And, uh, and so I have the father who's again in his sixties. Everything they did was good and smart. They were uh, clearly they were not athletic and could do anything physically like that, but they could still were able to have a compelling match because they knew how to work. I uh, right. knew how to set up a spot, knew how to pay off the spot, knew how to cheat, knew how to connect to the crowd. I mean, and that's not something you can teach. That's something, I mean, you can, you, you've got something that's got to be learned. And, uh, and that's by watching. And everything they did was like, I mean, fantastic. He didn't do a whole hell. They did a little crowd. He did a little crowd brawling. And he did a lot of, he got, did a lot of great working of holds where they looked like it hurt. And that, so that worked for me. Um, but yeah, but they don't, you know, in the indie scene, they don't have to learn how to cut a promo. They don't need a, they don't need a, you see them now more because you see them because now we have indie promotions on television on IWTV or high spots and you see them cutting promos during the show, but they're not doing it on a week to week type of basis where they're, you know, they got to come up with a promo once a month or whatever. How important, uh, you mentioned high spots and, uh, I don't I don't have the high spots account. I just like going to it because they always have cool, uh, you know, cool DVDs back in the day and good, yeah. uh, pretty cool comps and stuff. But, you know, high spots was was a pretty good seemed like a pretty good outlet for um, uh, seemed like a pretty good outlet for a fan to get into the indies uh, when they didn't see it on TV kind of thing. Yep. Is 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 high spot still a, a a valuable asset to like the everyday wrestling fan? I think so. Um, I think IWTV is a little bit more um, because they have a lot more indies where they're running live streams. Like God, it seems like five days a week, um, and then you're getting stuff every other. You know, they're getting new content. At least you get. It seems like you get four or five new shows every freaking week um, uh, from different promotions all over the all over the the states. Um, High spots is it's it has some wrestling, but it has it's more more gimmicky, more gimmicky, where you're getting more shoot interviewing type of things. Um, so uh, I think they have both have niches. I always joke because um, uh, I call I I call a lot of the promotions or a lot of the territories. I call one a high spot territory, and I also call the other one the IWTV territory. Mm-hmm. Cause it seems like a lot of the talent are almost segregated. They, they do cross pollinate. Don't get me wrong. 
but it almost seems like this is a high spot crew or this is an IWTV crew type stuff. Mm. Uh, I have been very uh, uh, impressed with uh, Fight TV. I feel like they've definitely, again, I, I, I'm a little biased because they do all the, uh, you know, they do all the NWA stuff. So I've been really pumped and I watch that a lot. But they've been amazing uh, in terms of of um, their uh, availability for stuff. You can you can get impact pay-per-views there. You can get obviously NWA. I think you get AAA Mexico stuff. Yeah. Yep. You get AAA. I think internationally you can get AEW. I think you can only get domestically. You can only get AEW on uh, pay-per-views on um, on. Bleacher Report BR Live because it's a whole Turner thing, which I don't know. I've not been impressed with BR Live. I think their stream is a little shitty. A uh, couple pay-per-views I've seen, I feel like uh, the uh, the the connection's been a little a little iffy. But um, how much Fight TV? Do you, how much? How important do you think Fight TV is? How much Fight TV do you watch? Uh, when I when I want to get, uh, I've done a couple AAA uh, shows. Um, I'm not into the NWA like you are, but, you know, maybe if I was watching it weekly, that's the whole entire thing. It's just like, you know, have you time and choices and what, what are you going to do? Right. Um, you just pick and choose. I mean, there's so much right now. That's the thing. It's like it was, truly is a buffet of, of, of wrestling right now where there's any you, whatever you want to consume, you can consume pretty for the most part. I mean, 20 years ago, who would have thought you could get New Japan, New Japan? On uh, on, a, on a weekly basis on all their big shows by just driving or the WWE the network or whatever you know um, so it's all the you know you, we all have you know, like you have a budgets and you, so you got to kind of pick and choose uh, what you did I for Fight TV for the longest time I watched a lot of a uh, reality of wrestling off Fight TV because it's a Houston promotion by Booker T and it was on Fight TV yep. for a long time I, that's how I also watched my Ring of Honor television back in the day it was on Fight TV. Um, uh, so yeah, so you just gotta, again, it's like, what, what are you into? But I think they do a good job. Uh, yeah, I, they're, they always have deals. Um, I think they have their, the one deal that they do, uh, I think like their all encompassing package is something like, uh, um, 50, I think a year or 60 a year. And I think you get, I think you get everything. Um, I think that's huge. I think because visibility is huge. And yep. unfortunately, uh, the indies obviously suffered a ton uh, during the pandemic because, you know, they just didn't have the the capital like an AEW yeah. or WWE to, to do anything. Uh, ultimately led to the to the farewell of Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. As it is. Speaking of, let me ask you, what do you think happened there? Like, what, what do you think led to... Um, to them being bought and the whole process. Like, what are your thoughts, Pete? I've been wanting to ask you this. What, do, what are your thoughts on, on the process and how that all played out? I, I think it's very similar to kind of how, uh, when WC, WCW went out, it was like an executive decided we don't want wrestling on our television anymore. So I think Sinclair decided really we're out of the wrestling business and that's, as simple as it is, and luckily there's Tony Khan, if you're a Ring of Honor fan, who, uh, obviously Tony Khan is a mark uh, for the Ring of Honor product, and um, cares about it. Um, I'm curious to see what he's going to do. I mean, 
it's different being a booker in 2022 than it was in 1982 when all your television was squash matches and oh. so all you do building up to this now this guy and, and then everyone can watch everything you i mean you can run the same angle you did in Georgia and as you did in the Carolinas when Ole was booking or in two places. Um, Tony Khan can't run the same angle he's running in AEW, running it in uh, Ring of Honor with the same people because everyone's going to be watching it. So right. um, it's I, I don't like the fact that we booking both promotions. Uh, I'll tell you that. Um, I don't either. I, I, I also think you want just something different, a little Different flair. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't know who the other guy is, um, but I, I think it should be something different. Uh, but I can totally understand uh, him opening it up, uh, like almost like a, you know, I always hear Meltzer always going, well, if they just use the name AEW, they'll draw more people. Why is he just calling it Ring of Honor? And I'm like, well, because he's not going to use the same AEW stars. So, the, so technically it's not AEW what he's going to be running. He's going to use some of the guys, but he's not. I don't, I don't. I can't imagine Adam Page or Kenny Omega or Brian Danielson working ROH and W and uh, and all the AEW shows because that's just not how it is. Because uh, they're going to do run it separate. I'm, I think it's interesting. I, I don't know why you're going to do it, but um, he's done a good job, Tony Khan. Overall, uh, I th- at first I thought there was like you mentioned the, the female division. At first I also thought they didn't have enough mat wrestlers. Seems like they're changing that course now. Because you know, bottom line, you have a guy like a Steve Regal can go out and uh, work 10, 15 minutes on the mat. That helps uh, eat up some time on your TLV shows. Or uh, and they have a lot of guys who can work, but uh, a guy who can go out there and just tell a story uh, for 10 or 15 minutes helps a lot. Uh, and uh, I feel like they're yeah, they're getting that now, like with Daniel Bryan and uh, Danielson, and even the younger guys like uh, uh, Garcia and Wheeler Yuta, uh, giving guys opportunities and uh, uh, to 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 showcase their talents in a, in a different way, where you can just eat up some time, which is important. Because uh, I always remember, like uh, in Crockett, even when they even when the Midnight Express or the Rock and Roll Express weren't pushed to the top. That's a team in like even in the 1990. You throw them on a pay per view and eat up 20 minutes and and have a three and a half to four star match. You know exactly. No, I agree with you. Um, obviously Tony Khan is a fan. Uh, it's obvious. I you know the other thing he wants to do all the cool things that he thinks all of us want. So. He bought Ring of Honor because he thinks that's what we all want. They're doing Agreed. this. They're doing this June Forbidden Door pay per view with AEW and New Japan because he thinks that's what we want. But eventually, he is going to have to be somewhat pragmatic as a businessman and start thinking like a business instead of thinking like the cool kid that has the coolest right. toys on the block. We'll see, though. But if it draws, then he's doing something right. Um, uh, I agree. Well, you know that the, that the 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 New Japan show, this Forbidden Door, or whatever it's going to be. I don't know what Forbidden Door. Like, I'm not getting that anymore. I mean, obviously, you know, what does everybody want to see? Punk and Okada. Wow, cool. You know. Well, I, I, think, I think the name is over is this overhyped? Yeah, the Forbidden Forbidden Door. I think it's the stupidest thing actually. 
it's up there with uh, the term I hate is bangers. Also, is another popular term with wrestling. This is a banger. I, I despise. I it's the forbidden door. I've been over that, and uh, bangers is another one I, I uh, can't stand. I can't stand that term for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> bangers used for a lot of shit, like right. uh, you know, songs and everything. But um, uh, so what has changed again? You're the you're the you're the best source to answer this question. Think January first, two thousand twenty, and right now, how different is the indie landscape? Is it better or worse? I think it's better was uh, for the pandemic. I think it's way better now. Um, Coming out of Mania, I felt the, uh, I thought, I was like, okay, I, I turned off uh, Indy for a while. I was like, yeah, I can't watch it without fans. I thought the, I thought the wrestling was getting stale. I thought the talent was getting stale, but then WWE started firing all these people. And I'm like, okay, and now it's getting interesting. And then you have John Moxley, you know, popping in and working in these shows. You have FTR now, uh, Popping in and working indie shows. Um, Eddie Kingston pops in and works indie shows. It's, uh, I, I honestly, I think we're going to see a resurgence because there's so much talent out there. You can't, you know, you can't all be in WWE or AEW or Impact or New Japan or Mexico. Or, uh, I mean, so it's, 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 the, it's ripe. It's open. Um, so I really, I'm expecting, uh, especially now going forward, I'm expecting a lot of uh, good things. You can go to a wrestling show, give twenty bucks, and have a great seat, and have a great, and have a great fun time. Uh, I think small room uh, wrestling is it's 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 fascinating. If people haven't ever done it, it's uh, and you're like, oh, why would I want to see this? Because it's not as slick or as neat looking as a WWE produced show or even an AEW produced show. Now I, I, I get that, but a small room, it's just different, a different atmosphere. You're closer. I mean, I mean, it's, it's like having front row seats, in an NBA basketball game, but you're not paying, you know, 10 grand or five grand for them. Mm. Uh, another question I want to ask you, uh, that I've always said could be a problem down the line. Now you talk about, You've talked about, you know, a John Moxley showing up at, you know, the 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 Janela show. And let's say that, you know, you know, Moxley's having a match and he trips over some drunk guy that's leaning up against the wall at a show, you know, uh, who's had too many PBRs and uh, um, get and gets hurt and not on purpose. I swear. I promise I wouldn't have done it. Um, and and he <laughs> and he. uh he he's out for nine months that that that's that could have you know yeah it's cool again i guess my point is and i've always said this about tony khan and, and this is why everybody thinks i pick on him and i'm an anti-aew i'm not i'm a pragmatist if you if john moxley's one of your most bankable guys and he pops a, a quad or blows out a patella tendon wrestling for janella somewhere or wrestling for you know who triple a or whatever and he's out for nine months. He's out for nine months for his main employer that actually he's doing big things with. But because, oh, they love, you know, we're allowed to work elsewhere. 
we get to spread our wings and then you get hurt, you know, that, that I think was, has always been like the bug, like the, the, the business aspect of it for me as to why Vince doesn't allow it. I don't think it has anything to do with being a selfish prick or anything. I think it has to do yeah. with, with, with a smart business. It's just the way it's gotta be. You have a, you know, uh, Roman uh, Reigns is going to wrestle for, uh, for what you know, something's lucha something, and you know he fucking separates a shoulder. I mean, I, I totally agree. I wouldn't be letting my talent work elsewhere either. But the also difference is Tony Khan's only paying him off of two dates a week, as opposed to Vince is paying them working house shows and stuff. AEW doesn't run house shows; they run Dynamite and they run Rampage, and then they run a pay per view. Uh, like four or five times, and maybe do a battle of the belts. They don't right. run a regular tour, uh, so uh, so he's going to get paid off certain dates. And, and part of the thing is, I'm sure part of the contracts is uh, it allows you to work elsewhere. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I wouldn't want my talent, uh, but uh, if I but the case is though, if they need want to make money, they got to run more than just two. Just, you know, they got to run more than. They run essentially eight shows a month, maybe nine shows a month. Do you uh, do you see AEW ever running house shows? I would think they would eventually, but mm. you know WWE's made it sound like you, you don't make money on them. Uh, WWE, uh, obviously they've kind of changed. Uh, WWE's kind of changed things up a little bit. Now they're doing. This thing called Saturday, they're, they're taking, you know, one of our most beloved uh, uh, titles or brands in the history of the company, Saturday Night's Main Event, and now they're turning it into, like, they're making these Saturday Night House shows feel special because there's one coming up right up the street for me at, uh, now it's called Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport, it used to be Webster Bank Arena. Uh, they're doing, They're running a, quote, Saturday Night's Main Event in late July. Uh, in fact, it's actually the week before SummerSlam. Uh, so WWE is is trying to at least spice things up with the house shows. Here's the problem. I think that's smart. Like even uh, WCW back in the day, they used to run things called Saturday Night Nitros, which was a house show, but with the Nitro banner, you know? Right. For instance, and, and this goes back to your guys' show back in the day and, and what you used to cover in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, you could get now. Obviously, TV was different back then, so I understand that. But maybe you need to start doing a random world title change or a random title change somewhere because that's what happened by the by the you know mid nineties. We realized that 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 nothing was ever going to happen on a house show. Like the only things that happened, I guess, you know, when the when the IC title came back in '03, they did that whole Booker T Christian bounce around on house shows. The tag, like one of the tag titles changed in like 08 in like, I don't know, or 09 in Italy or France or something. Um, but if I'm going to go to to Webster Banker or Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport or hell, even if I go to Madison Square Garden. Or, you know, Pete, if you're going to go to, you know, the Frank Irwin Center on the campus of UT, you know, if you're going to go to a house show and you're like, oh, wow, these are going to be great. I'll see a couple draws. I'll see some Rene Goulet action. No, I'm not just kidding. You're not going to see Rene Goulet. <laughs> but I mean, oh, I'll see a couple of good matches. Yay. But I mean, what am I really paying for? You know what I mean? They did I, that one know, type. I, I actually preferred house shows to the TV. 
uh, product because I knew I was getting at least a clean finish. I know I just guys going to get, gonna get some time in the ring. Um, I mean, I, on the last television show, TV Raw I went to, I just couldn't believe how terrible. I mean, I'm watching an entrance. It goes to black, and then the person making his entrance freezes on the on the rampway. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, again, you came back to being overly overly produced. Um, so, but I, but I understand, yeah. But if there was no consequences to watching the uh, the house show because you knew nothing of significance going to happen. I agree. But I mean, I I looked forward to when I was a kid. My God, I loved house shows, and I I've been to. Yeah. I've been to many in my day, probably close to 45 house shows in my in my life, um, you know, because my my old building, the New Haven Coliseum used to hold a monthly. And uh, if it was on a weekend day or, uh, you know, I would go during the school year and then obviously in the summer I'd go whenever. But um, I, I have a feeling that, so that oh, Ogan Savage on a house show all the way up to. Uh, rock in Austin on a house show. You know, it's just, you know. Yeah, I mean, my God. I mean, we were watching, I mean, JR and I on the Place B podcast, and we did the, we did our 85-92 thing. You know, laugh, laugh if you want, but those, the three straight shows that Hogan and Morocco had in, I guess it was April, May, June, leading up to the cage match were really good. Yeah. It's also, you know, it's also weird because a lot of guys that you, on TV and, and Hogan is the biggest example of this back in the day. You never got to see the real them. Like no. I, you know, look, Hogan won two of those. You know, well, I guess at the time they were, they weren't called the, um, not the super J cup, whatever it is, the, the te- you know, the grand prix, whatever that's yeah. now called the, why am I brain farting? G one, the G one, the climax. Thank you. You know, apparently he wrestled totally different there than he did domestically. Vince just wanted, yeah. you know, ear cupping, leg drops, posing. Nobody gives yep. a shit about uh, enziguris <laughs> and all that other stuff, you know. So that's one reason why I loved house shows, because it was so, uh, it was so better to yes. watch certain guys wrestle. Is that something, do you feel like because television now is so over the top with that that house shows uh may end up becoming obsolete i agree i, I totally agree because there's a television product even on the indie scene i mean they'll be they'll be there they, they play to the heart camera just like wwe talent does just so aew does it yeah i think for sure i think it, it very well could become obsolete because they play, they're, they're being taught to wrestle now towards the TV, towards the camera, and this and that, as opposed to, they work towards the camera as opposed to working towards the audience. And right. That's what house shows are. It was about working towards the audience. Now it's, the TV product is all about working towards the camera. That's a, actually a great, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Instead of working the audience, you're working the camera. That's a tremendous, yeah. uh, that's a great way to put it, Pete. Yeah, like where Flair would tell the fat boy in the front row to sit down. Now he's, Ric Flair now, if he was coming into the business, would be yelling, this, telling all the fat boys at home to sit down, you know, because uh, he's yelling at a camera as opposed to, and you don't get heat, 
yelling at a camera, you get heat yelling at an audience member, and then the yeah, you know, it just snowballs from there. Yeah. So, I guess the whole point of of the of the discussion this evening was for me was when can I when when will I be able to get you to watch WWE again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. It's like I wanted to turn it on. I, I still have Peacock. I mean, I'm not like uh, it's there. Right. It just you know, uh, I the odds of me sitting down for to watch a three hour Raw. I there's just no way. Uh, it's not gonna happen. Um, no, me neither. Me neither. I, I haven't been able to watch a three hour Raw. Honestly, the last three hour Raw Raw I watched it had to be when Goldberg first returned. Uh, that's how long ago it was. Oh my god. I <laughs> yeah. I uh I, well hey listen today I watched an amazing um. I watched an amazing uh, primetime from December of 1986. You know, nothing is as genuine as a Jose Luis Rivera versus Steve Lombardi match. I mean, if you don't exactly. get, if you, if you can't enjoy that, then you you know you can't enjoy anything. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and on top of those things, they're perfectly harmless. You know, like you get seven minutes, you're in and out. You know, and you don't give a shit who wins or loses. <laughs> It's, right. It's, but back in the day, at least, and we, JR and I talked about this with every MSG house show we did, at least, um, at least the right guys used to go to draws. Like yes. at least, the, at least the agent in the back said, what do you think about Hercules and uh, the warlord for 20 minutes? Uh, what? what? <laughs> yeah. How about Ricky That's Steamboat and Mr. Bret Hart? Perfect for 20 was Mr. Perfect because we let right. him go. You know? Yeah, it's like, what about Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart for twenty minutes? All right, I love that idea. <laughs> so, um, what as we as we enter like the meat and potatoes of twenty twenty two, and and crowds are starting to obviously be huge again, and the pandemic is now just going to be in every you know it's just going to be a thing. It's not really a pandemic anymore now. You know, right. the next COVID strains will just be flus and such, and. And we're back to just living life. Yes. Uh, we're all been, like, I I took the train the other day. I didn't have to put a mask on. It was amazing. Right? Ama- oh, God. Uh, you get sick. Yeah, you know what? You stay home. You get better. And you move yep. on. <laughs> Very simple. Yep. That's what's going to happen eventually. Eventually, we'll get regular shots like the flu, and everything will be good. Anyway, we're not going to get into that uh, down that rabbit hole. But right. just like sports, baseball, football, you know, everything's going to be back to full bore, you know. So with that. How do you see the let, let's let's talk about, say. Uh, like AAA. Uh, let's use AAA New Japan because they're obviously based in, in not, you know, they're obviously international. They're both they both work in incredible wrestling hotbeds. What is your what are your takes on how they'll handle things the rest of the year? Because New Japan definitely fell off the radar the last two years. Oh, yeah. and, ob- and obviously, this Forbidden Door show is supposed to kind of get them back. But obviously, Tony Khan did not buy New Japan. Um, what do you think this this show could do for them? And how do you feel about um, about uh, uh, New Japan from here on in for the rest of the year? It all depends. On, I mean, right now, I mean... It- as long as they get their fans back, but New Japan feels about as stale as stale comes. I don't. I mean, that roster hasn't changed much since I quit watching them two years ago. I mean, it's like right. I it's like Okada, Tanahashi, Ishii. I mean, and then they've lost people because I mean, Omega's not working there. AJ Styles not working there. It's like you know, 
they're not as hot. I mean, and the talent's the same people, and they've gotten lesser, and they haven't brought. There's nothing really fresh, and yeah, I think you just got to be a hardcore New Japan fan to really like it now. I mean, bottom line, they need to find somebody different uh, to attach uh, to the pro to the promotion on, um, and not having. Uh, I mean, not allowing fans. Uh, at least I will say now. At least now with the pandemic, pretty much, uh, you know, in our rear view, that they're not making people quarantine to go to Japan. And, like, you know, that's why Moxley can, you know, Daniel Bryan can legitimately go in there for a show or two and then, you know, hightail it out of there and not have to quarantine and stuff. So, um, I I think the affiliation should help help for a bit. I'm not as high on it as, like, Dave Meltzer is. Um, Oh, there's endless possibilities, blah, blah, blah. Yes, there are. There is endless possibility. There's, there will be an end point. There is an end point to the possibilities because the New Japan roster isn't that big. It gets stale fast. I mean, over Okada was. I mean, he's hasn't been at the. He's still facing the same guys he was wrestling two years ago. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? It's it's boring. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, there's only so many times you can see the same group of people wrestle each other. Uh, so, so for them, for them like having that. a working agreement with AEW, all all that can do is help them. Um, and I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if you see them, you know, uh, maybe do a title change, uh, and and we could see some more stuff. So if I was New Japan, I'd want to work with AEW as much as I possibly could because AEW's roster is loaded with different people you can wrestle and stuff. Hmm. Uh, what, here's a good question. And you actually, you actually kind of, um, alluded to it, uh, a little while ago. Obviously Roman Reigns is the face of WWE right now. He is the new John Cena, except as a heel. Cause they think he's cool. Cause everybody hated him when he was a face. Well, what do you think about him? Like they're talking about him leaving for, for a few months now to film something. Yeah. I, I'm not sure because. They're not going to, I mean, is he just going to forfeit the, I guess he'll just forfeit the universal belt. Maybe no give somebody idea. a chance. I don't think he'll take it with him. Um, yeah, he haven't elevated anybody, really, for the most part. You know, obviously the next pay-per-view coming up is Money in the Bank, is uh, Pell in a Cell, June 5th. Uh, it seems like Nick Khan said it, and we talked about this, uh, I talked about this with Nate on the last episode. Sounds like the the big shows are now going to all be stadiums, regardless of, of uh you know time of year or whatever although it sounds like survivor series is going to stay in an arena because you really can't do an outdoor arena in in, uh november um right what does what do you let's say roman reigns does does walk away for for a time i don't know whether they whether he will or not i don't know if the rumor is what does wwe have to do between now and next april at sofi to really keep the momentum going and maybe get back to number one in the fans' hearts, not not in the wallet, because we know that they make a ton of money, but number one in the fans' hearts. Yeah, you know, uh, you gotta find the right guy. I mean, right now it's Roman, um, but who's next? Um, is it Cody, or is that just a, uh, or is that me appeasing the people who were thinking that they're gonna book him because he's from AEW? Um, 
I think you just got to find the right guy. And I don't know if it's on the roster or if it's in NXT or someone they're going to sign. But that's the whole thing is they just don't push people strongly. They usually push one or two acts strong, and then everyone else is 50-50 booking. And so I'm curious on who will be that next guy. Uh, or do they re- go back to Brock or go back to Drew McIntyre or go back to Lashley or something? I don't know. Um, they got, they got to find the right guy that, who the fans who the fans want to cheer for. And they haven't been able to create a true babyface star in, like, forever. Um, even Daniel Bryan, they stumbled across. Seems like all their babyface. They just don't know how to book a real babyface anymore. So let's see if they're going to book Cody Strong. We'll see if it's him. I don't know. Mm. Uh, I feel like uh, the – if they stick – because right now it, it seems like – obviously SummerSlam is down in Nashville at Nissan. Uh, Survivor Series – I don't know about the middle shows. Survivor Series is in Boston. It's actually Thanksgiving weekend, which I don't think they've done in a while. Uh, the rumor is very strong that uh, that the Royal Rumble is in is going to be in New Orleans. I was kind of hoping Mania would be in New Orleans the following year. Yeah, I'm with uh, you on that. Some rumor popped up that Mania the following year, Mania 40, is going to be in Vegas at Allegiant. i got to be honest, not totally crazy about that idea. Uh, I'll tell you why. And this is for you, for you as an indie fan. Um, yeah. Vegas was a t- – I mean, I went last year. We, we all went the crew. We went to SummerSlam last August. I had a blast. It was great. Show was great. But SummerSlam is a one-show weekend. Uh, I don't know if indie shows are ready to kind of adapt, um, adapt uh, uh, the SummerSlam weekend as the number two big weekend to do shows. It's not like you know what they did in in uh, you know in 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 Dallas with you know fifty million shows, uh, right? But Mania. But so so traveling around was not hard because you were only focused on one show. Well, two technically, if you count. I don't know if that did NXT do anything that weekend. I don't remember. But when it comes to Vegas, uh, where are you? Gonna, where are the indies going to do all these shows? Because I feel like you want to stay on the strip. The convention center is right on the the mono, like the monorail thing in Vegas. So WrestleCon will obviously be there. And I know a decent amount of shows are are there. But all these other indies go to other parts of, of Vegas and the Burbs. But where are they going to want everybody to stay? It's not like Dallas was different because Dallas is such a big city. Yes. Uh, do you get do you get what I'm saying? I'm trying to. Uh, I no, guess my I point like, is. I'm, I'm having nightmares about New Jersey for the indies. How terrible these buildings were. Because, hey, Vegas has got to be just as expensive as New Jersey to run some of these places. And Right. I mean, places where I was going to these small-ass bars to watch wrestling. It's like, this sucks. Uh, like, when we were at the Janela show, that was a big-ass venue, you know? Um, because if they had seats in there, that could have filled up 10,000. What do you think, 8,000? Yeah, I would say you that. You put that many people in there? Yeah. Eight or nine, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. In New Jersey, I'm, we're going into places that barely could hold 400 people. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, so, I, and right. I don't ever want to go watch indies in New Jersey ever again. Um, I, I, I never had a more miserable time in my life uh, for watching wrestling was during that <laughs> New, Jersey, uh, New Jersey stretch. I just didn't understand anything about it. 
I remember, you know, our buddy Ben Zanny, he fucking loves doing all these group things. And I remember him going, well, there must have been 15 of us, 16 of us. And he's like, huh. you're all going to go to a deli. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Huh. 16 going to a deli? I go, dude, this is Jersey. This is not sit down. It's not no normal like restaurant. We're going to a deli. You're lucky you could fit 16 people in front of the counter. I've lived here my whole life. (laughs) Yeah, it was all out the door. I'm like, oh my god, you know. Um, So yeah, I I, I mean, I I, I'm I'm originally born in New York. I love the East Coast, but I never want to go watch uh, do a mania trip uh, indie wise uh, at that because the the building sucked, parking sucked. Uh, Like in Dallas, we could park in a parking lot. in, in in Jersey, we're parking on the side of a street, and then we got to rush out to move the car when it was time time for the damn street sweeping. I mean, fucking miserable. I hated it. <laughs> so I can't even You're imagine. You're never gonna visit me, Pete. You're never gonna come visit. Come on. Yeah, I like uh-huh. I can imagine Vegas. Uh, how they're gonna set that up? I have no idea. Well, because again, like I said, the 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 convention center is on. The because I actually drove I ran when I was killing time on that Monday before I flew out. Uh-huh. Uh, that that I, I I was going up and down the monorail just to kind of see the strip and stuff. I hadn't I had a lot of because my flight was a red eye, yeah. uh, so I had time to kill. And I I saw the convention center. I'm like, oh well, if they ever do do Mania here, they could do obviously they could do WrestleCon here, and they could do. I mean, the building is fucking huge. So right. the WrestleCon related shows won't be a problem. But you can't do everything there. I mean, obviously, yeah. other promotions run other places. You've got the Thomas and Mack Center, where UNLV plays. Obviously, WWE's done pay-per-views in the past there. Yeah. But Indies could go there. That's a, you know, they're not going to go to T-Mobile. It's too big. It's a regular building. I mean, WWE will probably do, you know, SmackDown and Hall of Fame and that kind of jazz. Uh, it, well, it just there's convention centers, you know. I yeah. Mean, I'm- Conventions that are there. I mean, you can get into, you know, because there's usually like, I don't know, seems like 60 rooms to a convention center. And depending on the size, you can do it. I, I mean, but still, I don't know. I don't know the logistics. I'm not there. I haven't, you know. Yeah, it's I think it'd be very hard. I, I, I I'm praying that 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 and I don't dislike Vegas. I loved Vegas. I enjoyed SummerSlam. I enjoyed going for one show. Like I yes. thought to myself, this weekend coming up at the in a few weeks for double or nothing, you've got Wednesday is dynamite, and then nothing. Then Friday is rampage, then nothing. Then Sunday right. is the pay-per-view, and then you go home. That's a lot of time to the do kill. other things for just three Agreed. shows. Agreed. And plenty of time in Vegas to lose money. Um exactly from the strip strippers to the to the freaking uh uh, playing poker, playing blackjack, playing the slots, whatever. I mean, good God. And then that's not even including the drinking um, and, and whatever else you can possibly getting into. Um, yeah. You know, it's... To me, it's perfect, though, for them to be running Ring of Honor shows to, to, to connect to the tissue on those days. Yeah, I feel that, too. I feel that, too. Uh, the I think there's there's three cities... That would be perfect to uh, to do Mania 40. You're going to hate the first one, but 
But I do think eventually they will go back to MetLife. They make a ton of money there. Yes, I know the indie stuff. And honestly, and listen, Pete, I may be, be I'm just being melancholy because I miss you so much. And I and I want I want to share a cigar and a couple of, and a couple of fingers of Johnny Blue with you someday. Believe me, I do. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe not maybe not in Jersey, but but because uh, you know. But um, I've been to some great conventions uh, in Jersey, though I will say that. But I agree with you that parking in the street sucks ass. Believe me, I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you're not used to it, trust me, I'll, I'll say the number one thing when I was walking to indie shows was people going, where do you park in Jersey? And I'm like, well, it's Jersey. There's no parking. There's not everything's it's 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 New York It's New Jersey. That's how it is. It's just I understand it. It still sucks, but I understand it. But for these people who've never, you know, they're used to going to where Dallas or New Orleans where you go to a venue and there's a giant parking lot. Uh, and you're not having to pay 20 bucks for the day, you know, it's right. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, another place I think that would be great would be obviously I, 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 I have never, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I have never been to new Orleans. Uh, so I am the day that mania goes back to the Superdome. Count me the fuck in. Uh, I am all in on that. Uh, the other city that I would a town, great town. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped. I, I've heard stories from you guys about uh, what was yeah. it four years ago. Yeah. Um, the other city that I think could use another maniacs. It's been a while. Is Atlanta? Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, I know. I know somebody who went to the Georgia Dome for 27. Uh, I also uh, uh, think that. The, their new building, which I nicely call a a bunt pan, because that's pretty much what it looks like, yeah. would be would be perfect for a mania. And I've talked to Graham Cawthon, who has said that Atlanta would be an amazing place for all of the indies. So yep. It would be a great city. What do you think of that? I totally agree. I know Action Wrestling runs out of Atlanta. Um, plenty of, I mean, it's a, uh, Atlanta. I mean, the Southeast is a hotbed for uh, indie wrestling. So. Uh, I totally would definitely think there would be plenty of spots for indie wrestling from all the gymnasiums, all the high schools and all of this to, to, to convention centers to, yeah, they had plenty of, plenty of, plenty of stuff. Mm. So that's, I have a feeling that the, the Vegas rumor is going to get weaned off and we're, cause I, I also don't think they want to do back to back WrestleManias on the West coast. I don't think they want to do that either. Um, and you and, and and Vegas is sounding more like an AEW town as opposed to a WWE town. I agree. I don't think they'll ever. I think I think uh, Double or Nothing is their Vegas because that's a whole that's the whole uh, motif yeah. is the whole yep. gambling thing. Uh, I do think eventually though uh, the All Out. I know Steve Lee's going to kill me for saying this. All Out eventually has to get out of Chicago and go somewhere else. If All Out is like their WrestleMania. Then they're gonna have to go do it in other places. That's just oh, my agree. opinion. I totally agree. Um, you can't just make it one town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think? Let me ask you this then, Pete. Do you think that the Indies will eventually embrace SummerSlam at SummerSlam weekend as a uh, uh, a big hotbed weekend, like a number two weekend of the calendar year for their shows, like Mania? The difference there is, is SummerSlam will never be two days. 
Um, and I think they like SummerSlam on Saturdays now. So uh, do you think that the Indies would would embrace SummerSlam as like a second weekend of the year for big shows? I don't think so. Um, I think I think they all I think they get nervous already going doing Mania, but because a lot of people, I mean, again, Mania draws a lot more than SummerSlam, and so you have all these other eyeballs out there. And I just, I just, uh, I will say, a couple years ago, not a couple years ago, it's probably 2015, 2014, when um, when uh, uh, Roman Reigns wrestled Kevin Owens at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Remember what year that was? Uh, Owens. I don't, Reigns. but uh, tw- uh, twenty one. Because it was no, in the empty building, right? No, am I confused? Nah, by something? It was definitely uh, five. I think it was. Or... I think it was twenty twenty. Uh, yeah, let me look. I'll let me. Look. Okay, I mean, it's not the end of the world on, on the day, but uh, there was a lot of indies. Like this is when they had Evolve still running. The Evolve ran shows, uh, Rumble weekend. And, and and a couple other promotions, and I, they did all right, but it just wasn't the same like at Mania. Mania was a whole other animal where these things are drawing, and these are drawing big. Uh, the Evolve shows probably drew, drew like 200 people, 250 uh, during um, uh, the Rumble, but at Mania week, these shows are drawing five to 700, so it's just a different different thing, bringing more talent, and there's just a variety. So no. Unless I think I think AEW has a better chance of if if they have decided if they end up finding their WrestleMania show, I think they have a better chance of maybe drawing the indies uh, to piggyback off that as opposed to going after the secondary. I think we're closer to uh, AEW getting their uh, their granddaddy or their Starcade or their Mania um, for someone to piggyback off of before the secondary WWE uh, pay-per-view of the year, but I might be, I might be wrong. I, I just don't think you can sustain it. It's a, uh, cause hey, it's, it's tough. Cause yeah, you're doing fly-ins for all these people. Um, and, and you gotta have a, gotta make, it helps when there's a lot more show, a lot more companies running. Cause then they end up sharing a lot of flying expenses, bringing these talents to the, to the town. Mm-hmm. It was 2021 when Roman was fought it? Owens. Yeah. Um, 2021 there's no way yeah i'm looking right at it 2021 roman beat kevin owens in a last man standing match did it do you feel like they, they wrestled earlier than that yeah that's what i was thinking Jeez. uh well let me go back let me go to the uh, wasn't 2020 maybe 2019 um yeah, riddle was, wasn't on the roster riddle was on xt because we hung out with riddle he was working uh, Evolve then, yeah. So he wasn't on NXT by then. Because we went out, it was during the, it was right after, uh, it was during when, what's his name, was still, uh, uh, who was the geek? Uh, uh, who was with uh, uh, Carmella for a bit? Oh, well, uh, 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 James Ellsworth, yeah. Oh, yeah, so he, far back he hung me. out with us at a bar one night. So yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, do you remember what city? It was in San Antonio. That must have been 17, I think. That's it. There yep, we go. it was yeah. 2017 because it was at the Alamo Dome. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, Kevin Owens defeated Roman Reigns. Okay. All right, wrong one. Oh yeah, Jericho was in the Shark Cage. That's right. Um, 
I didn't realize that. God, seems so. 2017, Pete seems like 1980 right now. <laughs> yeah. 2017, it, it was a great rumble. I'll tell you that much. It was a great show. Um, but I just remember everyone shitting on it because Roman Reigns uh, was the surprise. But then they booked him like a heel. But he was the baby face. It was so fucked up. It was so weird. You know, well, all Orton, the fans. Yes. And then Orton ended up winning that rumble anyway. Uh, yeah. And he eliminated Roman, and Roman Reigns was last eliminated, even after he lost yep. to uh, Owens. Um, uh, so you think that the Indies will stick with Mania as their big weekend, but but you don't see uh, SummerSlam being a, a, a secondary? No. No? This doesn't get the tourists like Mania. Mania is just a destination spot. True. Oh. Well, Mania, well, SummerSlam still draws, don't get me wrong. I don't want to make it sound like they don't draw. But they're not drawing like Mania, where people from all over the world are coming to SummerSlam. What do you think of Mania uh, over two days? What are your thoughts on that? I think the double-edged sword. um, It's a good way for, uh, for them to, you know, get everyone on their roster on the show so everyone gets a payoff i also think it dilutes the show uh by having too much going on on two different shows i am also happy it makes the shows shorter uh as opposed to one long five hour six hour show we get two three and a half hour shows um to me it's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, where I can see both sides. Um, but uh, but also, it also feels like you're double dipping into your fan base, also. Mm-hmm. So I uh, so I have a whole lot of mixed emotions on all of it. I I I don't know what the right answer is, or I don't have a strong opinion on um, on on what might be, in my opinion, might be the right or wrong answer. But I definitely do feel like you you're getting a diluted cards for sure, and you're also uh, you're getting double dipped and having to pay twice for to see. Three years ago, you would have saw all all those big main events in one day as opposed to two days. You know. Mm. Um, I will say this though, and I mentioned this uh, on main, the the main event after Mania and on Saturday special, is that. Uh, um, the people that sat in front of us uh, at, at, at AT&T were different both nights. The people that were there Saturday were not there on Sunday. And that is why, and to, to, to WWE's credit, that's why you got a second dose of Austin on Sunday. You got a second dose of Taker on Sunday. Um why do you think that is on being different? Yeah. Uh, well, because, again, people, there are a lot of diehard Austin fans that could give two shits about Sunday. I don't have right. a opinion for Roman Reigns and fucking uh, Brock. I could care less, but I want to see Steve. And yeah. so they did that. But for those that only went to Sunday, that's not really fair to, um, uh, you know, to, to screw them out of you know, Austin. And then of course they got to see the legendary Vince take the worst stunner ever, probably because he almost, right. you know, snapped a hip, but, yeah, uh, yeah, like a mannequin getting his freaking getting his, uh, exactly. 
It's almost like you forgot. The best part is when I'm rewatching that. The best is when Austin Theory's music played and Vince looked down the ramp thinking it was somebody else. And then he goes, oh, wait, that's your music. Oh, my God, Vince. Stop being on TV, Vince. Just stop being on TV. You're embarrassing yourself. Uh, Here's a question for you, Scott. Yeah. You think that with the two dayers, you think we're ever going to have them draw 100,000 into one of these stadiums or 95,000? It's I mean, look, they didn't do it. They didn't do it uh, uh, that weekend. I mean, you know, yeah. WrestleMania 32 in 2016 drew 100 and something thousand for one night. And they got to watch the right. greatest main event ever, Triple H and Roman Reigns, for 28 delicious minutes. <laughs> but uh, I, remember I, was, I was with Will and those boys. We left during the main event. So. Oh, you suck. <laughs> Stupid Will. Sorry. Let's get out of here, man. Let's get out of here. We don't need to see this shit. We don't 18. need to see... Roman Reigns get booed and Hunter cheered. <laughs> that's because he didn't get to. <laughs> that's because he didn't get to see. Will didn't get to see eighteen minutes of Jerry Lawler walking around in a circle, uh, because that's great <laughs> wrestling. According to Will, Will and I have needed each other for years. I love Will. Um, uh, but then the two nights, uh, the two separate nights, drew seventy-seven, I think, or seventy. Right. right. Sunday actually had more by. Not many, maybe 700, 750 people. Sunday drew more, which kind of surprised me because I would have definitely thought that I would have definitely thought more people would have wanted because I think because the real shocker was not obviously everyone knew Austin was showing up Saturday. But the fact that the fact that uh, that uh, Cody debut, you know, Cody came back on Saturday. I thought it was going to be two different nights, but that was crazy, you know, Um. I, you seem to be you seem to be very skeptical. I'm going to say this, and then before we head out the door here, can Cody revitalize WWE, or are you a little are you a little suspect that something bad's going to happen? You know, every time I doubt Cody Rhodes, he hits it out of the park. So um, I, I don't believe in Cody. Rhodes. I don't think I ever will. Um, but then, then he's always proved me wrong. Like, I'm like, I was one of those guys when him and the Bucks were going to run the cow palace. I'm like, there's no fucking way to sell this fucking thing out without television. They did. And then I'm like, okay, let's see what they do with AEW. And they did a good job. But even before, you know, even before they got the Moxley, I mean, before they got uh, a punk and uh, Daniels Bryanson. And Brian, but that, you know, put them over the top. But, you know, he, when he left, first left WWE, I'm like, I don't give a shit about Cody Rhodes wrestling. He's not, it doesn't interest me. And, you know, to this day, he still doesn't interest me. I don't find him all that exciting, but I find the story exciting about him coming home to the WWE mm. and now becoming a big star. I do find this story compelling, honestly. Mm. Uh, but I don't still don't think it's going to happen. I think the, the booking will. He'll get his legs chopped off eventually, or he'll piss somebody off, or he'll do the promo wrong, or this or that. Um, or, or we'll see. I, 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 but God, I hope he does continue to prove me wrong because he's proven me wrong. Because I know, never really saw him as a great worker. I always thought his psychology is mediocre, and usually, time it is even in most of his really good matches, I always thought the other guy was better. So, um, I, I hope he does prove me wrong. Uh, so we'll see. 
I I'd like to I'd like to be optimistic. I've watched if if you haven't had a chance to watch, check out uh, uh, the new episode of Broken Skull Sessions on uh, on uh, on Peacock with Cody. I'm about a third of the way through it. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, Pete, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I, yeah. uh, I I just kind of wanted. Sadly, we didn't get to see The Godfather tonight, but we love Nate. Uh, right. Kings of Sport Patreon, all the great stuff on there. Kings of Sport just did their 300th episode. Um, uh, but this was fun, Pete. I kind of wanted to pick your brain because we had a lot of fun in Dallas together and I look forward to us hanging out again. Sadly, I will not be going to Nashville, which is a bummer, but, uh, um, so there we go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, but, uh, uh, we will get together again. Hopefully, you know, I don't know. Come up to Boston Thanksgiving weekend. Um, yeah. you know, but, uh, but we'll definitely have a cigar and some scotch again, but, but again, sure. as mentioned, Pete's going to be pinch hitting for, uh, for Steve for the next, uh, few episodes. Uh, obviously Pete's always welcome, but he's definitely here to kind of give us our, uh, our conscience of the Indies uh, as Steve is, uh, where can everyone find you around, uh, the ether, uh, Pete? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Titans O Wrestling. Um, I'm actually about to uh, get back into a podcast. Uh, me and Travis uh, are going to be doing uh, reviewing the Obi Wan Kenobi series. So uh, when that oh. hits, yeah, I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. Uh, Wrestling, passion, but Star Wars is my first love. I ain't gonna lie. Um, and Obi Wan Kenobi is my favorite character in all of Star Wars. So um, I'm dying till May 27th for this doubleheader. And uh, and then we're going to start and uh, we'll go from there. Well, uh, again, I was four years old when the first one came out. Uh, so I cried at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. Just to let you know, uh, <laughs> it, which is, by the way, I think a top three movie. But that's a discussion we can have another day. Um, sure. uh, uh, I met Travis for the first time on this uh, in Dallas. That was a ton of fun. Uh we had a very interesting conversation in the back of the car after one of the shows while I was, uh, I think it was after the uh, Janela show. I think um, we were talking about something, uh, but uh, he was fun. Um, uh, and uh, I uh, am looking forward to Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi as well, but we'll have to talk. Uh, well, maybe I guess we'll have to do is a Star Wars, some Star Wars action over on the, on the uh, pop feed, uh, Pete. Um, sure. So, uh, of course, check all the great pods here, place to be.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do, uh, we always do a ton of stuff, polls. We post the pods. Uh, we talk to Pete. Um, so, uh, have a great, uh, weekend. Uh, and for those that enjoyed WrestleMania Backlash, I don't know where wrestling's going on this weekend. Um, but of course, uh, big shows coming up. Hell in a Cell, Double or Nothing, uh, NWA Always Ready. I'm telling you, Pete, you're always welcome on our Place to Be Nation Twitch feeds. I will give you my Fight TV login if you'd like the free pay-per-view. And <laughs> we would love to have you come on our Twitch feed uh, and just and just, just ramble. I, that's, I, I think it would be freaking amazing. Because uh, I, I, I think you would enjoy – I think you would enjoy watching NWA. I really do. I, 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 I used to watch a lot of the TV uh, when it first started. I just got out of the routine, and I loved it because they, they were cutting promos. 
I mean, I, I thought Kingston Homicide were awesome uh, on the early uh, NWA. And yes. All yep. stuff, I thought it was great. Um, I just got out of the routine is what it boiled down to. Just, you know, again, you had X amount of finite time. You can watch uh, certain things and stuff. So, with you know, you have this, you have your TV, your sports you watch. It's uh, and, and whatever else you, you know, the hobbies you have. It's, it's, you know, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, but of course, uh, you could always check out the Dr. Nye and the NWA Saturday special. So, uh, have a great weekend, everybody, and uh, enjoy all the wrestling you watch everywhere. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. No sleep till. Oh!